Welcome to another episode of the Spiritually Persistent Entrepreneur with your host, Sharon Wilson, founder and chief inspiration officer of Coaching from Spirit Institute and master spiritual business mentor. The intention of this show is to provide transformational tips, tools, strategies, and resources that support and empower you to soar and shine in your business now. Enjoy. And I'm so excited for our guest today. In our talk today, he'll be sharing about manifesting happiness and abundance. So let me introduce you to our amazing guest today. He's a money and happiness expert and a best-selling self-development author in Japan with book sales surpassing 8 million copies since 2001. Just take that in for a moment, folks. That is amazing what light and service he's providing. His latest book is called Happy Money, The Japanese Art of Making Peace with Your Money. And he studied law at Wasada University, I hope I said that right, in Tokyo, and entered the Japanese workforce as a business consultant and investor. He's a financial expertise from comes from owning and managing several businesses, including an accounting company, management consulting firm, and a venture capital corporation. His writings really bridge the topics of finance and self-help, really focusing on creating and generating personal wealth and happiness through deeper self honesty. And he provides ongoing support through mentoring programs, business seminars, therapeutic workshops, and correspondence courses. He's the first person from Japan to be voted into the Transformational Leadership Council. We know there's some amazing folks on that council, a group of personal and professional development leaders. He's fluent in Japanese and English, and also lived in Boston, Massachusetts, if you little fun fact there, for two years and currently resides in Tokyo, Japan. And I am so grateful, so honored to have with us today, Ken Honda. Ken, thank you so much for being here. Sharon, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so happy um, to be here. Well, I'm so grateful for you and your light, and I'm really excited to dig in. You know, Ken, I mentioned when we first um, connected that I always ask all of my guests, since my podcast is called The Spiritually Persistent Entrepreneur, what does that mean to you? Um, I started um, my business when I was 21, so I never worked for uh, big corporations or uh, I never worked for anybody. Um, so I was I started as a, an entrepreneur in my early 20s, which is uh, pretty unusual for a Japanese um, man because um, and also um, uh, a guy with a long hair. You know, I was a rebel. <laughs> so, uh, and I went to one of the most prestigious universities in Japan, I think equivalent to Cornell or, mm. or Stanford, you know, all the good ones. So all my friends, um, um, uh, my my alumni, and you know uh, the, the the students uh, that I went with, they ended up being uh, uh, government bureaucrat, lawyers, and doctors, and all uh, pretty uh, conservative life. So um, I was the black sheep in that uh, group, and people didn't get why I I chose my path. And um, and still they don't get it because you know like what uh, you what? Become a... what are you doing? Yes, so I've been uh, an, an entrepreneur myself, 
for almost all my all through my adult life so i don't know anything else so mm-hmm. uh, uh entrepreneur and spiritual entrepreneur has been in in the center of my heart so whoever wants to live his or her passion i will be there to make sure that um you you find your path mm-hmm. that is beautiful well can you share can one challenge that stands out that you've faced usually people say just one that's helped you to activate that more in you one one thing you want to share with folks Hmm. I think it's probably self-doubt. Mm-hmm. So as many of your um, colleagues have said, and not once, <laughs> maybe a few times a day. <laughs> right. <laughs> totally uh, get that. Yeah. So it's been 30 some years since I started my business, but uh, uh, not a single day passed without feeling self-doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even after I became an author, I, I published about probably 200 books or I lost count but uh because uh pretty much once every a couple of months I have published um a book of some sort um in the past so uh every time I publish a book I feel like oh this is the last one nobody wants to you know read my <laughs> books anymore because they've read you know my mm. books um along the way so it's so refreshing that I meet a uh, reader once in a while. Uh, can I just uh, got to know you only for just a few months? Like, really? <laughs> There's somebody <laughs> living and who just um, survived that, you know? Because my, my my books are everywhere in the convenience stores and all that. So if you read books, uh, you must have read some books in, in, in the past if you are well-educated intellectual person in Japan. So mm-hmm. in, a, in a sense, I felt like, you know, the funny way of putting it, but I feel like people are already fed up with me. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, So um, I bump into somebody who says, I've been a huge fan since I was in my junior high, and he looks like very old man. And, uh, <laughs> I, it makes me feel so old. Like, <laughs> I, I was still alive. I didn't know you were still alive, you know. <laughs> so whenever I hear something like that, like, oh, this is it. This is the end of my career. So um, I always get hit by self-doubt. Mm. And, uh, and I know how to heal it. And I've been healing it uh, pretty much every day of my career. Well, I, I, I love that you're being so transparent about that because everyone, if they're honest, you know, every single person has some sense of self-doubt. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and and I can absolutely uh, concur with you. I mean, and, and probably daily, you know, mm-hmm. so I think when people say that they don't have self-doubt, they're really not being authentic. And I really appreciate that you are sharing that after all your amazing successes for people that, you know, the people that listen to our podcast, you know, they, they maybe just be th- thinking about starting a business, you know, mm-hmm. within some kind of a heart centered way, maybe a coach or a healer, or, you know, maybe they just have you know an invention or something that they really feel will make the world a better place and to have someone of your stature be able to say uh, so humbly that this is how you have uh, have felt and and have felt and experienced i just have goosebumps because that is such a amazing 
you know, powerful thing to stand in a place of power to be able to share that with people. And, and I know I so appreciate you sharing that because so many people feel like they, they see the people that I have on the podcast and think, oh, I'll never be like them. I'll never be able to have that kind of success. Oh, they have something I don't have. Oh, they're much better than I am. And it's important, you know, for me to have people on that really are coming from that place of serving. And and I so appreciate you sharing that. So you're going to tell us a little bit more about how people can shift with that self-doubt, especially about money, right? That's what we're going to be talking about. (laughs) Yes. So uh, before we go dive into um, money um, um, sure. subject, I just wanted to share that uh, when you decide to become a healer, when you become to um, when you decide to be on your own, I think that's the moment that your new client is born. Mm. So you don't know where and who that person would be, mm-hmm. but when you decide to be in service, your new clients are born somewhere. So uh, the uh, the only thing is you you go out there and find them and find your soulmates mm-hmm. uh, because um, uh, the second you think that you want to serve the the people who receive the service from you are also born as at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of meeting your fate, you know, meeting your soulmate. That's what yes. entrepreneurship is all about. So. You know, you don't need to be scared. Just find your uh, lost lost soulmates. It's more fun. Yes, yes. I love that. I I really think that that I know that that's true. That you know that that when we make that decision, it's almost like a little pagers going off. You remember the days of the pagers? You know, there's <laughs> there's a little there's something that's going off, and those ideal soul clients, those soul mates. I love that that you shared that that way. You know, they will be on their way to you, and then you just have to open up some doorways, you know, some channel ways for them to really be able to find you, you know, so that, and, and they can find you in all kinds of ways. But one of the things that is so crucial is really this whole idea of our relationship with money, you know, mm-hmm. especially being an entrepreneur, you know, when you shift from, I came from a corporate background, you know, I was in the, um, you know, um, in executive positions in sales and marketing, human resources, I did consulting, you know, and when I became an entrepreneur, the idea of no one handling Handing me a paycheck anymore was both liberating because it opened the there was no um ceiling really but there's all i mean that is a a leap of faith when you become an entrepreneur that you know i would say well it's like you know you're on god's payroll now you know and this is a great place to be you never get laid off you've got great benefits you know you you're really taken care of when you really decide to serve and so but so much of it is about that relationship with money that energy you know of money so can you talk about the difference between happy money and unhappy money can yes um happy money is money that makes you smile and appreciative when you receive it and when you spend it it gives you joy that's happy money and on the other hand um unfortunately 95 percent of us are living in the flow of unhappy money i don't need to explain uh, when you receive your money or paycheck you get frustrated uh, when you when you pay bills, when you pay at the restaurant or grocery stores, you feel squeezed. That's what mm-hmm. unhappy money um, does. 
And how, um, so how is that affect us? You, you know, you talk about money as a flow. So why do so many of us believe so strongly there isn't enough money in the world and that's going to run out? I mean, to me, if we could shift that one belief in our consciousness, everything in our world would be different. Everything. If we could just shift, you know, as a collective, that there's, there's enough, there's, there's an abundance of it. But, you know, we're conditionally uh, raised in all our cultures, you know, that there just there isn't enough and we have to run after it and we have to, you know, compete with other people and we have to, you know, do whatever we can to get it. So, you know, what, um, why do so many of us believe that, you know, certainly culturally, and, you know, we're trained in that way. And, and then, you know, how does that really impact us then? I think it's because uh, for the past 200 years, you know, after this uh, revolution that of invention of machines uh, in uh, 1700 in, in UK, England, uh, we've been moving into the cities. So we left our, our farms and we stopped growing food. Mm. So in the cities, we have to pay everything. We have to use money to get shelter, to get a food, to get even water. So in order to survive, we need money. So I think in our mind, money is associated with survival. Mm -hmm. No money, no life. And so that's why we, uh, we, we tend to feel scarcity. When we spend money, less money equals uh, a big survival. Mm -hmm. So uh, when we spend money, not many people feel like, wow, I'm so happy. My bank account is getting, the number is getting lower and lower. <laughs> and that usually gives people stress. Right. But what's funny is that I was talking with a, a specialist, a friend of mine, who um, who help support uh, people lose weight. You know, mm -hmm. I'm sure there are so many in North America as well. Mm -hmm. When people lose weight, they're happy. When people lose money, they're unhappy. Oh. Why is that? Yeah, that's a good question. Okay. I'm confusing people's mind, you know. Ken, of course I feel happy when I lose weight, but I'm, I feel terrible when I lose money. And my question is, why is that? Oh, well, because we think losing weight is good and we think not having enough money or what we perceive as enough money isn't good, right? right. So we think that we there is a, such a thing as uh, we lose money. You know, when we lose money, uh, usually, unless somebody um, tries to get your money uh, out in, in a scam or something, we usually exchange your money, uh, you know, our money with something else. Like at the restaurant, mm -hmm. when we pay something or at the grocery store, we get something like eggs and milk and bread in exchange for money. So actually, we didn't lose money. Our money is just energy. And that energy gets exchanged just with something else. Like I have a string of rose here. So uh, uh, I paid something. I didn't lose money. I got um, I got a rose, beautiful uh, scent. Mm -hmm. uh, coming just uh, uh, one, one, one foot away from me. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm just enjoying a rose and the money the money energy was exchanged with this rose. So I didn't lose it. 
I got new thing in exchange for money. Mm-hmm. So when you come to think of it, we haven't lost anything. Everything was exchanged for something else. It was exchanged for electricity and food and clothes and, and all the other things. So we haven't lost anything. It, we just uh, changed the form because uh, money is energy. So when you just come to realize that uh, money is energy, uh, you will be more curious about what kind of energy you are surrounded with. If you um, do what you love and bring and, um, bring in the money, your life will be full of uh, a happy life force energy. But if you try to take advantage of other people, or if you do the job you hate, you're bringing in uh, sad energy because uh, your limiting belief about scarcity gives you ooh, feeling when you mm-hmm. receive a check because uh, the, the money you earn is doesn't have good energy. Right. I just want people to think about, just sit with that for a minute because that was a very powerful shift I just experienced too. As you were talking, I felt that everyone that's listening, you know, it's just that shift of shifting the, the thing that we think in our mind that somehow the money is going out but really, you received back for that money. Now, how, now, what would you say to people? You know, there's a lot of people that complain about how much things cost. You know, especially here in the states. You know, there's 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 a, there's kind of a lot of people talking about inflation all over the world. So, how would you suggest people kind of reframe that? Because if we keep thinking that way, we're 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 not going to be bringing ourselves happy money, right? Your your whole view. Yeah, so money problem, you have, uh, only two things are involved. You're making too little or spending too much. Mm-hmm. And, uh, think of uh, dieting, you know, you eat too much <laughs> and we do exercise too little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, right. that's you know, a very basic law. So uh, when it comes to money, uh, if, you, if you're complaining about uh, the cost of living, I think you should earn more money you know, by doing something. So this inflation uh, gives you this opportunity to be more creative. And if you are more entrepreneur, you have to come up with more creative ideas to bring in more money. So um, the whole economic situation urges you to be more creative. And I think it's always fun for an uh, entrepreneur to come up with 10 great ideas every day to increase your productivity and also increase the number of your clients uh, equals more uh, sales. So how can I contribute more to other people? You know, I've sold almost 9 million copies um, by now. I haven't really counted since uh, (laughs) years ago because I I lost interest. But so, you know, in other words, uh, and my podcast has had uh, 52 million downloads, you know, in the country of 130 million. So it's almost like half the population of Japan list have listened to my podcast. So that means that uh, I have contributed so much and impacted millions of people's lives in Japan. And now I'm doing internationally. And sometimes I get paid, sometimes I don't, it, which is okay, because as a whole, I have received more abundance that I can spend uh, for the rest of my life because I have uh, helped so many people. So if you have uh, if you have been complaining about the little money you get, it's just simply you haven't 
given enough. So please be creative and come up with fun ideas that you can contribute more. The more you contribute, the uh, more you receive. And it's a, it's a law of the universe. I love that you're saying also to look at it from the perspective of the more fun you can have doing it, you know, mm -hmm. come up with ideas that feel fun to you, that feel good to you, that are serving others, but also feel good because they're aligned with how you're wired. And then that really creates happy money because that energy is really imbued in that joy and that happiness, right? Yes. And unless you are born into a Rockefeller family or a Bill Gates family, <laughs> You have to start with your sweat equity. That means you have to give something, you know, mm -hmm. with your labor or with your uh, intelligent work. Mm -hmm. So that means that you have to give your best shot using your gifts, you know, unless you are pretty, you know, well built and carry very <laughs> heavy stuff. Uh -huh. So uh, if you're good at speaking, you should speak more. If you're good at listening, you should listen more. If you're good at speaking, you can be a public uh, speaker. If you're good at listening, you can be a counselor or coach. Either way, you know, you can do it more uh, and, and your clients will love you more for your cooking, for your consulting, for your teaching, whatever that is. Um, do what it, what excites you more, you know, and then uh, that means that you give the best of your life life force energy as a result people are happy with you and then they come back to you as their, as your clients and sometimes bring their friends mm -hmm. that is really very very powerful and in just you know is is a really clear a clear blueprint a clear roadmap really of how to really allow more of this money energetically to come to us so how can we learn to stop trying to control money or be controlled by money and start being friends with money this is one of the things i was really interested to ask you that you that you talk about often mm -hmm. yes uh, actually in fact seven hours ago you know midnight japan time i i i taught a, a mini class about uh, this exact subject so um, there are only three ways uh, to have a relationship with money. Either you become a slave to money, or you try to control the money, or you become friends with money. Mm -hmm. And my recommendation is to become friends with money. If, if your money was a best friend, is uh, he or she will do anything for you. If you want to fly to uh, Paris, um, your friend will get your ticket. And if you want to stay in a nice hotel, uh, it'll be done in two seconds. So money can be your best friend, and uh, it wants you. It wants to you to achieve your uh, dreams, or whatever you want, and whatever you want. So just think of your best friend, and then uh, imagine his or her face, and then uh, just feel that uh, your friend is right beside you. Mm. Is that how we can have money love us? Because you talk about what does it mean to be loved by money and can mm -hmm. money love you back? So share yes. a little bit more about that. Yes, feeling is mutual. You know, when you think of your best friend, as much as you love him or love her, she or he loves you back. Mm -hmm. So if you want to love money and if you want to be loved by money, what do you need to do? 
you know, daily, um, I always come up, try to come up with something that is, um, that money will find it so much fun. So the other day, a few weeks ago, I was in Mexico. So um, from my hotel room uh, to the front desk, um, I, I make it a rule, you know, fun rule. Uh, whenever I find uh, the service person in a corridor, you know, you, you always bump into a, somebody in the mm-hmm. corridor, right? In a hotel. Right. I give it a rule to give $10 or $5, depending on how many bills I have. So, uh, and then, you know, I, I already uh, leave tips in my room as well. So they always find an un- unexpected uh, little bonus, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I always say, happy money, or uh, have a good day, you know, something like that. And then um, I always enjoy looking at uh, the change of their face when they receive $5. You know, it's not a huge amount, but uh, um, they can get a lunch or a drink or something, right? And then I, I always find it so so much fun to see people smile with happy money. So that's why, I, you know, it's my little secret hobby. So um, you can do it with ten, uh, $1 or you can do it with have a great day or thank you. You know, that uh, uh, energy exchange. Yeah. So if you make it a rule to do whatever excites you the most, um, either it's cooking, healing, teaching, listening, do more. So people will love you more. And, and that's how you can interact with money as well. You know, it's funny. I um, I was in a Starbucks in a line, uh, you know, in the, the, the drive-through in a Starbucks, and I pulled up, and the the um, cashier, Starbucks attendant, said, "Well, the person in front of you paid for you," mm. and it made me so happy. You know, it was a six dollar uh, drink, but it was just like, oh my gosh, it, to me, it was just this demonstration from the universe, like you're loved and you're, you know, and you're provided for me. I just got this rush. So I said, oh, well, I'll pay for the person behind me because mm-hmm. I thought I wanted them to have that same joy that I mm-hmm. felt and mm-hmm. that, you know, that pay it forward kind of energy. And I, mm-hmm. and, and I know exactly what you're talking about. When we do that, we feel so good, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we feel so good when we do that because as, as good as I felt that the person paid for me, I felt 10 times as good when I paid for the person behind me. <laughs> and, you know, the, the cashier said, well, their bill's, there, there's three of them getting drinks and they're $30. And I said, oh, that'll be even better. Can you imagine <laughs> a whole group of people saying, what? <laughs> Someone paid for us? Now, $30, that isn't the end of the world. But I thought, how that's going to be a story those people are going to talk to everybody they see today, saying, you won't believe what happened. And just like you said, that energy then keeps moving forward and forward, right? And exactly. That was when you mentioned that, and that just happened a few weeks ago. I mm-hmm. kept thinking, you know, that really has to be something that I do more often because I had so much joy just in the simplest of things. Because we always think when we, you know, certainly give to charities and all kinds of things like that, we feel we feel like we're doing value. But this was something just so unexpected. And so I really get what you're talking about when you're saying about that joy and that joyful energy and how that comes right. back. And I want you to start doing it when you feel worried about money, mm. when you're upset about money. Just uh, leave a quarter 
in uh, you know cashier at the uh, restaurant or grocery store, you don't have to donate a hundred dollars you know mm-hmm. um, out of your um, pocket. You can donate a quarter or even a dime or a cent. Just mm-hmm. leave something, and just feel the joy of giver. And once you feel this joy of giver by giving a ten cents or just a dollar, you realize that you have more than enough. The feeling of more than having more than enough uh, give just gives you the insight that actually you can give more. So uh, I think people are stingy about um, mm. the energy you can give. That's why people have financial issues. If you concentrate on giving more, you have to receive more. You know, you cannot say no because um, that's the universe. Um, that's how universe works. So if you want to be a spiritual entrepreneur, please don't be stingy with your energy. Just uh, give yourself full out and then see what happens. Oh, that is that is so fantastic because that is something that we can all do. You know, when when we think, oh, well, I don't have enough and so, whatever that means. And that's all relative for people. Right. Uh, regardless of what people think isn't enough, mm-hmm. you know, then then we're we're just continuing to perpetuate that energy and that has to come back to us. So so not enough. Of, of energy then comes back to us. So, Ken, what are the characteristics and habits of people who are money magnets? We've already started to, you know, uh, uncover this a little bit. So I'm really excited to hear a little bit more. And how can we all be money magnets? So I love the first thing you said. Don't be stingy, you spiritual entrepreneurs. I yes. mean, start just having fun with leaving money for people. You know, for them to 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 just imagine the the joy that someone would just feel with just the the five dollars or the one dollar or what you said the quarter whatever it is whatever you feel like giving, but just um so so number one is like you know don't be stingy I love that that's that's number one, so what are some of the other characteristics and habits so we can all be money magnets? So uh, once again, you can be creative in giving. You know. Mm-hmm. Like uh, um, I just find it so much joy to give insights, new perspectives on life. So the often comments I get is, Ken, I've never thought about it this way. And I've never thought about money this way, work this way, you know, life this way. And I find it so thrilling because mm-hmm. people shift in their consciousness. Mm-hmm. And I get, uh, whenever I, I wake up in the morning, I open my uh, email boxes and then I get uh, so many emails saying, can miracle, do you know what happened? And then they share the story, miracle stories of what happened after reading my books or listening to my podcast. So I get to be more creative. Okay, how can I support more people? How can I support people in more creative ways? That's why I started my my podcast program uh, about 12 years ago. That's how I started becoming an uh, author. That's how I um, uh, became an online teacher. I I teach people in thousands, you know, um, people show up uh, from middle of nowhere. And and my audience was only four people 20 years ago. Now I talk to 8,000 people and and paid audience. So it's because I have consistently uh, found ways to be more creative. 
So uh, you can um, give your service in so many different ways. And now I have one of the uh, largest online salons uh, in Japan. I have a few thousand people on membership. And I, I study the same thing in English. Uh, so people can learn from each other. So uh, it's it's not like I teach people every day. But because of that uh, uh, room, online room I created, uh, I get uh, passive income. Uh, so I don't have, I'm not worrying about it, but uh, uh, it, it finances everything. And I, I can start giving away the money uh, for the people in need. So be creative in, in finding a new income source. So first, you don't have to worry about money. Second, you can be more giving to other people. So once you start uh, giving, receiving, giving, receiving, this cycle gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. Yes. Wow. That's really powerful. I could talk to you all day. I mean, and I really appreciate you. We we have to have you back. I would love to hear people's comment, you know, feedback and insights, and then have you back in um, sometime later in the year. And yes, I just really want to encourage everyone to. You have a free gift. I know that you um, have brought. If you can share a little bit about that, I know we're going to put the link on the episode page. But you can also give your website as well because I know you have and and talk a little bit about your book. So people mm -hmm. could always go right now and go get your book, your mm -hmm. recent book. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the gift, and then also you know you can um, share a little bit about your latest book too. I think that would be awesome. Thank you. So um, the booklet I'm going to give you is uh, I wrote 21 years ago. I was doing, you know, I, I retired when I was 29 and, and spent four years concentrating on uh, raising my child, who is uh, now 24. She became a professional singer and she started singing all over the world now. Wow. And um, so during the four semi-retirement years, I came up with this vision of sharing what I knew about money and work and entrepreneurship. So my friend kept asking me, Ken, you have all the time in the world. Why don't you just write something? But I, I'm not a writer. So I just, you know, I, I, I was resisting it. But one time I had, uh, I got really bored. And then I just started writing in a very casual manner. And so it was just a two or three pages of essays. And my friends loved it. So I just started writing a few more pages and I ended up um, writing 26 pages of uh, a small booklet. So I stapled them every day. And uh, I said at the end of my booklet, uh, I can give to you um, for free because this is my passion. At the end of the um, essay, I wrote my fax number. You know, those days we had, <laughs> right. we had a machine called fax machine, right? right that's right. <laughs> yeah, so every morning when I woke up uh, in my home office, there's a, a stack of uh, sheets, um, fax sheets, wanting more of my booklets, booklets or copies. So I started stapling it every day. And I got sore hands and I complained to my friends and my friend said, why don't you hire a printer? Which I did. And because of the mix up of uh, um, order, he said uh, 3000 is much cheaper than a thousand. So I ordered 3000 and a few, a few weeks later, two trucks came by and uh, lots of books. I didn't know how many boxes. <laughs> so I, I told my wife, you know, I, I'll make sure I get rid of them in, in six months. And she said, three months, boxes out or you out. <laughs> I, 
I went crazy just calling up my friends and, and I get started giving away 100 here, 200 there. And by the time two weeks, in about two weeks, I got rid of everything. But I got huge back orders because I said, I'm going to send it for free wherever you are. Mm-hmm. So uh, I printed another 3,000, another 5,000. And by the time I gave away 100,000 copies, to, remember talking about sharing and giving? Mm-hmm. A publisher called me. And the rest is history. And that was 21 years ago. And I, I've been writing and publishing uh, one book about a, a month or a couple of months. So um, you can you can uh, Google or you can find, you can put Ken Honda in Amazon and there'll be a yeah. lot. Yeah. I, so I, it's I, a, you know, that's it. Uh, uh, paper bound books, physical books. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, the booklet I'm sharing with you is the original uh, booklet that I wrote 21 years ago. And do you know what? I, I have given away uh, physical books of 2.3 million copies. Mm. It cost me about 2.5 million US dollars. Mm-hmm. Think of giving. How much um, you give, you get back in multiple. So mm-hmm. I did an experiment 21 years ago. What if I focus on giving and giving and giving without expecting any return? Look what happened. After 20 years, I I, I paid uh, $2.5 million, right? So my I uh, my bank account was lower, you know, mm-hmm. $2.5 million before. But look how much I got. You know, I sold all books on almost 9 million copies, which translates into probably from 12 million dollars to 15 US dollars. So that's like six times more. Right, multiplied. Right, and I have done so many other things, teaching and coaching and and other business as well. So the 2.5 millions that I gave away without uh, no strings got back to me multiple. And so I uh, I received so much happy money uh, thanking me every day uh since 2001 mm-hmm. so just i want you to do a little bit of experiment what if i give a little bit a little bit more energy than yesterday and see what kind of miracles you create yes oh well i'm so grateful to you i mean everyone on the episode page there is a link for you to get this wonderful um, booklet ken's eight steps to happiness and prosperity as he said you can go to amazon and you can um look at i mean happy money that's isn't that the most latest one you've done happy money uh the yes, just Japanese that's the first art. one mm-hmm, mm-hmm of making uh, peace with your money. So a lot of what, what Ken's talking about is in that book as well as in this booklet. So I just want to encourage people to go and get this free offering that Ken is providing us because that will start your relationship and your commitment to having happy money. And it will give you some of those core principles he's been talking about so that you can be a money magnet through your service, through your light, which is really where the joy and the fun is, is what you are being called to do. So I'm just so grateful to you here, Ken. And is there anything you want to say to folks in closing? What would you like to share? 
Uh, thank you, Sharon, for spending this quality time with me. This is what a fun way, <clears throat> fun way of starting my day. It's 742. Um, <laughs> your future morning tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, for all the listeners, please find um, your future um, more exciting. You know, you can be curious about your future. Once you get curious about your future, if you start giving more, look what's going to happen to you. So I'm very curious about your future, and I'm excited for you. I'm sending all my love, all my money energy, happy money energy to you, all my blessings to you. Um, I'm, you are in my prayer, in my imagination. So please find the most exciting thing in your life and follow your heart and see what happens. Wow. Well, I felt that, and I'm so appreciative for you for putting us all in your energy and for the light and the service and thank you so much and i just really want to encourage folks you know uh we can't guarantee how long these free gifts are available right we have so much room to keep free gift things so please go get that you know if you really resonated with ken talk what ken talked about and i know you did then take an action you know take a loving action for yourself and get this information and start applying these very simple but incredibly powerful concept that Ken is talking about here. You know, he's demonstrated in his own life over and over and all the millions of people that he's supported and helped. So, you know, the, these these are proven concepts. These are universal concepts that, that Ken has a way of explaining things in such a, you know, such an inspirational way. And I, I feel so inspired by you. So I know I will be getting this and printing it out and stapling it because, <laughs> because I love still having paper. So I will print it out oh, and staple my little thing. <laughs> so Ken, thank you so much. We so appreciate you and all our, our love and blessings. And we hold you in our prayers and our intentions for your continued success and for your continued you. joy in this experience, this human experience. We so appreciate you. Thank you, Sharon. Uh, arigato. Um, I'll be back whenever you want me be, uh, to be back. So I'm happy to share this information with all of you. Um, have a beautiful day. Have a, a beautiful evening. And until until we meet again. Thank you so much. Everybody, so we'll much. see you back here next time. We see arigato. you living lives of love and joy, peace, health, and prosperity, and happy money in all ways, all ways. Thanks, everybody. See you back here next time selling, yet love to be of service? In my free masterclass, you will discover three soulful secrets to client conversations that feel joyful, easy, and fun. Using these secrets, one of my clients made $8,000 in one week, and another client made $100,000 in less than six months. Register now at www.coachingfromspirit.com slash masterclass.